From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, and this is episode 308. Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, and Joe Pera talks with you. You're going to hear about that a little bit later on. There's something fun there. I'm excited about that. Uh, my name is Mike Hurley, and I am joined by Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. Hi, Brad Dowdy. Or should I say, beep boop, 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 boop. Because that's what was happening right before the show, as my cross tracker pin was going off that we were going to talk about yeah. this episode. Yeah, and I figured since this? you're so f- you're so far away from me, I figured I was getting an alert that we were separated. You, like you have a tracker implanted in your body, and I have you installed Wait. on my app here on the phone. Wait a second, how did you do that? Is that what you do when when I'm sleeping in Atlanta? Mm. You, you, oh no. I think me. I've said too much. I think I've said too much now. <laughs> but, so that's what that alert was. You were going mm-hmm. off, Mike. You were you were too far away. You, uh, it's when you went to get your water. It tracks you when you're at your podcast desk, and then when you went to go get your water, it uh, it beat me saying, oh, you have lost your connectivity with Michael Hurley. You know, I actually think that, uh, funnily enough that you mentioned that, there is a, I have a pending request in my five my friends from you, I think. Oh, so, really? Yeah. <laughs> which I don't know okay, so, how that happened. So let's talk about that. That's one of my least favorite apps ever. Okay. (laughs) But I know Anna likes to use it, and I was using it when Tiff, I had to pick her up at the airport because the domestic terminal is so big. So I figured, well, I'll just go ahead and throw Mike in there too since I'm here at the airport, and I can figure out where he's at. And Now you 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 have my location forever because I just shared with you indefinitely. I can see exactly where you are right now, and you can do the same for me. nice. Wonderful. So, who needs the tracker? But this this pen needs the tracker, Mike. My my cross tracker pen. Did you yep. see this thing? We spoke We've talked about, about it before. this a long time ago. I feel like, and I don't know yeah. exactly why. Maybe it was like just announced or something like that. But, but yeah, we spent time talking about this before. Yeah, it seems like about a year ago. I'm pretty sure it was just maybe the fountain pen because I don't remember. Because I remember them being right. like crazy expensive, like two three hundred dollars, mm-hmm. and to have the fountain pen with the little tracking mechanism in it. And, you know, that's just seemed like egregious to me is like, I don't need that. Who needs that? But the, I don't know if this ballpoint pen came out at the same time, but this is a much more reasonable ask from something that not <laughs> hardly anyone needs, right? Who needs a pen with a tracking device in it um, in case you leave it behind. But I guess there's a certain, certain group of people that do and, especially with Cross, they're in this market of, hey, gift and gadgety type products, right? Right, So Cross is known. Like, this is probably a pen you buy for someone else. You think you're being funny. It's like, hey, this is the way to stop losing your pen, right? So uh, it surprised me in how nice it's built, how good it feels, how well it writes, and that the technology actually works, which is what you don't see often in a analog digital crossover product, right? Mm-hmm. Like when we talk about handwriting recognition, I know that's way more complex than location tracking, but those handwriting, you know, and transfer it to digital um, devices, those products tend to rarely work, but this is actually a product that works. So it's got this little Bluetooth mechanism in the cap of the pen and you download this app on your phone, you set it up, it knows where your pen is, it knows if you leave, if you're not in a, a like a Wi-Fi safe zone, like you can put in your safe zones like at your house so your pen's not going off all the time. Like if you walk about 20 feet away from your pen, yeah. it starts beeping, it starts beeping and it's like a reminder, you get an alert on your phone, it's like, hey, you left your pen behind and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool and it it really works. I can totally see it being a frustration in certain mm-hmm. instances, right? Like I'm as soon as you said that, I imagined ye old corporate Mike, right? That yeah, I would, mm-hmm. you know, I'd be at my desk and I would go and use the bathroom or go to lunch or whatever, and my phone would be pinging me to tell me that I've left my mm-hmm. pen behind, and it seems like kind of strange because it's like, well, I don't, I don't always need to take my pen with me, right? Like that's that's right. kind of the funny part about it but yeah i get it it's a fun it's a fun idea i can see how these two companies decided to work together right like this is mm-hmm. a like a, a benefit like a positive for both of them right because they get right. kind of a bit of cross-pollination amongst their customer base and it is a serious novelty gift right like mm-hmm. it, it's not a joke gift but it is kind of like if you gave this to someone 
as an You'd inbuilt be joke. A commentary, yeah. yeah, right. That like, oh, like Eva, you're always saying people are stealing your pens, or you're always losing your pen, <laughs> and now that won't happen. And so it's, it is a fun product, but I think one of the things that I had been concerned about, and it seems like that's not the case, is that the extra size and weight that the tracker requires would like ruin the writing experience. But I guess that's not the yeah. case. That's what I assumed was going to happen because it's a very wide pen. And you know how I feel about wide pens. You have to have a wide tip to write with. And this has a medium ballpoint tip, and that is fine. Like with this uh, width of the barrel, as long as it has a wider tip, it's fine to write with. And it's lighter than I thought. This must be, it's a very, very lightweight. I'm guessing it's aluminum. I tried to look, or it's either a very thin brass. It's uh. It's not as heavy as I thought it would be. It's a little back-weighted at the top, but I've definitely felt worse. So this is uh, this was a surprise. That's why I wanted to talk about it because I, I just you know, poo-pooed the idea of its even existence, right? So um, I'm impressed, and I kind of like it. And you know, I'm not going to go run out and spend $95 on this pen, but it's a valid thing, and I am kind of impressed with what they did yeah it, it's made its way onto i guess the standard i have a somebody in my life gift kind of idea mm-hmm. right that you could be mm-hmm. like well you know you, you can also get this pen which is kind of cool and it has something fun about it mm-hmm. um that mm-hmm. somebody might enjoy right like you know it's, it's a cool thing to talk about when you're in the office that that kind of deal exactly and our friend mike in the chat room reminds me they also have other products they do a pen case crossed as a pen case with actually the tracker cool. built in you know had a little pocket like which you could use tile for or anything else throw that in a pen case which i've done in my backpacks and things like that use the tile system so that for so that's cool it, i like how this is one of those analog digital crossovers that works and uh i'm glad to see it you know it's not for it's not a for everyone thing and it's not something i'll get a lot of use out of actually the losing part because i tend not to leave my pens behind but i just actually like the pen in general so it's pretty cool that's pretty sweet. It will not be making the trip to Houston. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So you're off to Houston this week? This week? Tomorrow. So, yeah. Wow. I, I'm, I've very much lost track of the days this week um, because it's been busy. And when I'm going out of town, that everything just gets shortened up. So I was in Atlanta Monday, homeworking all day yesterday, podcasting and packing today, then off to Houston tomorrow. So I'm going to be at Dromgul's, the pen store in Houston. The, the big time pin store in Houston, uh, maybe the one and only pin store in Houston. I don't know. Houstonians can can tell me more about that. But Drum Goals is going to be the place to be this week. I'll be there Thursday afternoon and Saturday in the store. So Thursday afternoon, there's an event with uh, Montegrappa CEO Giuseppe Aquila. I think I'm pronouncing that right. So he'll be there talking about uh, Montegrappa pens and I'll just be hanging out and uh, I'll probably sit down for an interview with him real quick. And then Saturday, I'll just be in store all day, just, you know, doing meet and greet, working at the shop, you know, glad handing, you know, kissing babies, those things I do, Mike, you know. Blessing people's pens, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So that's, it's a fun trip. Um, you know, not much businessy going on, but more of a fun trip for me going to, to drum goals and hanging out with Larry and Christine and Michael, their son. Um, I've gotten to know them throughout the year. Um, you know, just as they've started to branch out into doing pin shows. So we've gotten to meet them and they wanted to arrange this. So it just worked out really, really well. Uh, the timing was right for me to get down there for a couple of days and, and hanging out. So, I wanted to throw in what I'm packing for Mm. this trip and how I'm packing, what I'm carrying. And as we were leading up to this, we already got a question in the chat room. Hey, how do you do this when you fly? So we get these questions a lot and all the time. So I wanted to just go through, since this is a short trip, this is just a carry-on trip for me. Um, I'll rarely check anything unless I'm taking knock to a show because then the luggage gets quite large when I'm carrying all the gear. So... My carry-on bag of choice is the Tom Ben Aeronaut. Of course, you've heard me talk about it a million times. It's the 45. It's the larger of the two bags. But even for me, and I say that meaning for someone my size who carries larger size clothes, um, you know, I'm not as dainty as you, Mike. I can't fit all my clothes in a Ziploc. I can fit five, six days of clothes in the Aeronaut easily, mm-hmm. easily. So yeah, for this three day, this short trip, the aeronaut's the way to go for me, uh, for clothes, toiletries, all that type of stuff. Then 
One of these days, Mike, I'm not going to carry my Bowgear Bullpup backpack anymore because it just gets me in trouble because everyone wants to know where they can buy it. They're out of business, but no one's made a better bag that I've tried yet. And I need to try to find a replacement just so I have something good that still exists. (laughs) Because one of these days, something's going to happen to this bag and I'm going to be SOL. So it's the best bag for me ever made. Um, I just, I don't know. I like everything about it. And I... It's a special bag. It had a lot of special features made on it, of course, because I'm a special guy. And uh, it was a special purchasing process for this. So this bag is really, really cool. But you can look at it. It looks like I would probably like one of the GORUCK bags if they weren't just all black. One of these days, if I find like a very colorful GORUCK, I might get that because that's probably the thing it's most similar to. So I carry my MacBook Pro in that. It's a 13-inch. That's what I do all my work on. I have not embraced the iPad life, Mike. I can't do it for... Like blogging and writing and yeah, all that stuff. But um, yeah, one question I'm going to just sidetrack here on the backpack thing. The Tom Ben, since I'm a huge fan, I've only tried the Synapse 19, which is too small for me. They have a Synapse 25, which I don't really love the style of, but I think that would be kind of like the perfect fit for me for what I need to carry in a backpack. But it's it's hard to give up this bow gear. So that's, uh, that's one I need to look at. So... um. In that backpack, along with my laptop, I'm bringing my A5 seed case. That's That thing is in use every day. I'm not going to lie. Uh, we did a good job on our seed case, Mike. Um, you did. You know, we, uh, I, I'm, proud, I'm proud of those cases, which, of course, mine carries my Hobonichi cousin. It will carry my pin type B, the titanium one I got from there. What was that Kickstarter anniversary project thing? Uh, like um, do you remember that like last something? year yeah like, like it was some anniversary from like their yeah, yeah they had like these special limited edition things from previous good characters the characters yes. uh, not characters one of them I think <laughs> what's the word uh yes good uh back like, people companies uh, whatever it doesn't matter companies <laughs> good uh uh projects yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> so and that also carries my Pelican M805 Ocean Swirl. So we'll talk about fountain pen carry nice. more in just a second. But that one, I've been using the heck out of that pen. Um, it, it's got an extra fine nib, which is as big as I'll go on a Pelican and without, you know, kind of modifying it down. And it's just been a wonderful rider, wonderful, beautiful pen to look at. So it's great. On top of that... I am packing a few pins for this trip. I'm not going to overpack. Like if I was going to a pin show and might bring, you know, a couple dozen pins, which sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It just depends on the show. Like Atlanta, I brought more pins than normal. You know, like when I go to LA, I'll bring less. So here I'm just going to bring one brass town. I have four pins I'm definitely bringing, which is the Sailor King of Pen, the Pilot Custom 823. Those two pins are always inked and always go with me when I travel. I just enjoy those. And people like seeing them if they have questions about them. Those are two pens that you don't often get to lay your hands on and try out. So I'll always make sure to bring those. Then I'm bringing the Sailor Royal Tangerine. Naturally. Which is I'm kind of my I'm using mine new... today for the show notes. Yeah, I use it pretty much every day now. I carry it with me in my pocket when I go to knock. I carry it with me out of the house. I just, I love that pen. And then the pocket size Pelican M101N that I just got recently. Actually from Trong Ghouls, which is why I'm bringing that pen. And then I'll carry a pocket notebook. I'm bringing the Notco pocket notebook, our dot dash black notebook, and a shown design um, pen. I have the the cap with the clip on it, so I like that pen. That's my that's my air travel pen. Like if I want to take notes during the flight, I will carry that pen and notebook on my on my person because it uses the Fisher Space Pen refill, so I know it's not going to blow up on me during during the flight. So to circle back to how do I fly with fountain pens? I'll put every fountain pen I own in this brass town and every fountain pen I'm bringing. So like I will take out the ocean swirl from the seed case, pop it in the brass town. And then I will take that brass town, have all the nibs up and stick that in the back pocket of the seat in front of me. So anytime I bring fountain pens on a plane, I travel with them nib up I'm not going to go through and make sure all the inks at full capacity because that has not been an issue for me. But as long as I've traveled with them nib up 
and they just sit there the whole flight like that, I have had zero issues with any fountain pen I've ever traveled with. Very, very easy to do. So that's, uh, that's the way I do that. And then like my shown design pen, I don't have to worry about that leaking. I can grab, you know, the notebook I'll probably have in my pocket if I want to write something, but, uh, that's pretty, pretty much it. Um, from, from a stationary perspective, the only other thing I'll carry on this trip, I have a Shure MV88 microphone, which just plugs into the port on my iPhone, gives me a good microphone for interviews. So if I interview Giuseppe from Montegrappa, mm-hmm. or if I interview the Drum Ghouls, I can just turn that on and it picks up audio wonderfully. So it's really, really cool. So... That's it. That's how I that's how I pack. It sounds insane to like talk about packing all this stuff, but when I go on a trip, I kind of want all these things. And it's really not that much when you pack it down. My my backpack will be half capacity probably. I just, you know, I could probably bring something smaller if I wasn't bringing my laptop. I wouldn't need a full I'm backpack. I'm assuming that this isn't like the constant travel kit, right? Like it, it adapts no. depending on what you're bringing and where you're going and what you're doing. That's exactly kind of the point here, right? This is not my... Every trip's different, it seems like. Um, most of the pen shows are kind of like this setup here. Sometimes I'll have a few more pens, but and then a few more like accessories that I'll worry about. And then if I'm going on a non-business trip, I won't take any of the fountain pens, most likely. I'll take, or maybe take one, and just, you know, carry it somewhere, somewhere different. Um, but yeah, it's... Uh, I've gotten real good at packing. It takes me like no time now, especially on a short trip like this. Um, I sweat about the pens and paper I'm carrying more than like the clothes and and that type of stuff. It takes me like 10 minutes to pack my clothes and it'll take me like an hour to figure out, man, I, I need one more pen to put in here. Which one should I take? You know, that's always the dilemma. It's it's just silly stuff that uh, I that we like to get ourselves bogged down into, right? Yeah, I mean... I just rearranged my whole bag. Like I haven't changed what I'm putting in it, but like I have a whole new system of how everything goes in. Like I have actually taken some things out, which will now go in my checked luggage, which used to be in my backpack. But I've worked out now, like how I can get everything even more nicely in my peak design, which I absolutely love that bag, by the way, like just love it, love it, love it so much that the peak design every day, um, I think it's called, yeah, Everyday that's backpack. a great looking bag. Love it, That's man. a great looking bag. It reminds me of the boundary system that I bought, and I haven't taken that boundary out of the house once. I'm gonna, I guess I'm just going to have to sell it. I, I'm going to give you the whole, like, this is why you should buy the Peak when I see you later on this year. <laughs> okay. Right. Yeah, because I'm, I'm not, like, it, I'm only, like, slightly in the market for a backpack because I love this bow gear so much, but... It's it's gonna come to its its end at some point in the future, and I want to have my next my next backpack. Even though I have five backpacks, probably in my closet right now, the bow gear is the only one that gets any love. Um, every now and then, I have an A light backpack that's really large. Like if I'm going to take like an overnight bag, and just for like an overnight trip, I'll just pack that because I can put my clothes and laptop and everything in there. So I'll play around with it a yeah, little this, bit more. This peak and design I'll bag though, peak. it's spreading like a virus. Amongst I know, I know. I've I've always thought it was really good from the moment they launched it, mm-hmm. but I never thought it was I never thought it was for me necessarily. Right, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. All right, should we take a break? Yeah, let's take a break because I'm interested about what you're about to to talk about. All right. So for this for our sponsor today, Joe Parrot talks with you, I gotta I gotta bring things down a notch. Gotta be a little mm. bit more chill. All right, so you ready? All right, I'm chill. Yeah, I'm in the zone. Okay. Hello. There's a new show coming to Adult Swim called Joe Para Talks With You. It's a quiet show about Joe and his friends and the things in his life. Like breakfast food, rocks, weddings, being woken up by thunder, grilled chicken, pumpkins, full drives, and more. Before I finish this ad, let me give to you a personal request from Joe. He had, Joe had something that he wanted me to tell everybody, Brad. Joe says, please watch. Joe Perra Talks With You, Sundays at midnight on Adult Swim. Our thanks to Adult Swim and Joe Perra Talks With You for their support of this show. It's a TV show, Brad. Uh, a TV show amazing. wanted to sponsor The Pen Addict. That's hey, nice hey. and weird, huh? Yeah, you're, you're, you're ruining my chill right now. Like, I was really getting into I've that watched ad. some of this show, and, and like, it is, it's that super weird and, like, 
wonderful comedy, right? That's like that well, kind of like it's super low key, like real chill, but it's funny and it's like super weirdness. It's good. It is very good. I watched a bunch of clips on the Adult Swim website. Yeah, I mean, you had me at rocks, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like who does? It's like a podcast about pens. Who does a TV show about rocks? And Joe Parra does. The Joe Parra is apparently a chill guy. I need to get to, to know because this this sounds like the show I would make, right? <laughs> this is mm-hmm. this is this sound. Joe Parra sounds like our people. So thank you, Joe Parra and Adult Swim for for sponsoring the Panatic Podcast. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is really cool. Yep. Is it as awesome as the Kaveco Sunrise and Sunset, though, Mike? Is it? I need you to tell me. Is the only difference <laughs> between these two pens that one has a gold nib and one has a steel nib? <laughs> yep. I don't get this. They're different, Mike. One is the sunrise and one is the sunset. No. Which one do you think is which? Which one do you think is which? Let's play this game. Uh, Well, I'm looking at the page right now, I'm afraid, so I'm sorry. Uh, Well... I uh, <laughs> I got it. I would have guessed wrong. I would have guessed um, wrong. So sunset has a gold nib, and sunrise has a. St- is it a steel nib? Oh. Yeah. Well, no, it's not a. It's a gold plated nib. It's a steel nib with right, gold plating gold and plated. gold trim. Yeah. And the sunrise is the silver nib, silver plating. I totally would have picked the other way around for the naming, right? Mm-hmm. I. But whatever it is, it is what it is, and. I, I, I mean, you know, full disclosure, Fonta Plumo, where these are special editions at, sponsored the Pen Attic blog this week. So thank you, Frank. He's an awesome dude over at Fonta Plumo. Um, but that wasn't, gonna, wasn't going to hinder me from talking about these. I'm in. I, I don't know great, what to tell you. But they don't, there doesn't need to be two of them. I think it's kind of silly, honestly. Mm, I, I can get that. There's very little difference. Like, I'm buying one of each only because I'm international and I'm getting one, right? So I might as well get them both and then I'm going to give the gold-plated one away. So sure. I bought them both so I could have one of them and then, but I'm, I don't care about keeping them as a set. So I got the second one to give away. It's just like the um, weirdest set. It's like, it's so, it's like, <laughs> because this it's, isn't a thing right that like if you right. you know you can buy Kavecos and choose the nibs anyway like, that's why i find it so weird right like yeah. i it, so if i buy a Kaveco, uh al sport and add a gold mm-hmm. nib to it does it make it the Kaveco sunrise al sport like you know what i mean like it's like i don't get it no because it's really you don't good have the looking. gold trim i guess so yeah. uh, what's the trim though like what on the, on the cap and the uh, writing on the barrel the stamping. Oh, okay. That doesn't really come through in the photos. In the photos, no, it's no, exactly it's, the same, but... Because it's yellow on yellow. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. buying it for the yellow, yellow barrel. Like, mm-hmm. And like I said, look, if I was... That yellow barrel, I love it. I love the look of yeah. that. But like, I just, I don't know why, what I think about the strange, like, it just seems strange. I don't know. Yeah. So, like I said, if I was local or walked into the shop or saw these at a pen show, I would buy a single pen. Like, mm-hmm. there's, no, I don't need the set. And I have a feeling that most people are going to buy, if yes. they're interested in it, buy the one that appeals to them. Mm-hmm. It is kind of funny, the sunrise and sunset, like there's that much difference between the pen. You know, yeah, it's I not know. really <laughs> drastic. Oh, it's so different. We have to give it a different net. No, you didn't. Like, but, but sure, yeah. you go, Kaveco. You go. You do you, do you, man. You do you. But... I'm buying it for the barrel color, and I'm glad I can get the silver trim. If it was only the gold trim one, I wouldn't have bought it. That's so true. I'm getting the silver You'd trim. You'd be one. mad about that. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be mad about it. But like, I didn't buy the You'd orange one. You'd be raging. Brad, Brad calls me up on the phone when these things happen, and he's so angry. No, it's not true. <laughs> they did one in Spain last year or two years ago that was orange, and I didn't buy that one. So I don't mm. buy them all. But I really like this yellow. The last one I got was like two years ago. They did. Someone in the chat room, I'll have to correct the name. It was the one in Hong Kong. It was like a light blue, like a, I don't know, they called it something island, or it had some kind of tropical name to it, and I was really happy. Yellow's cool I like- because you don't get yellow pens, right? Like, yellow yep. is rare, and I don't know why. Maybe because, like, typically you wouldn't actually have yellow and gold together, right? Because they kind of clash. Mm-hmm. So maybe because there's so many gold options, it, like, for pens, that, like, typically people don't do it. But... Yeah, I don't know, man. Like I've got the uh, Haleakala Sunset, right? The 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 mm-hmm. Kanalea, and that's got a bunch of yellow on it, but it's not all yellow. Like this is right. like all I don't have an all yellow pen. That's I, yes, 
I think that's what I like about it. And I like that they chose like a real like vivid yellow. Like it's like really mm-hmm. bright. Yeah. So the, it does look cool. I, I agree with you for that. But yeah. they, so they the, really the, didn't need two models. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you there. So the um, the blue one I was talking about, thanks to Critter in the chat room, was called Lagoon Blue. So I knew it was something tropically sounding. So I, uh, I'll use the heck out of this pen. But the problem with Frank and Fanta Plumo is he always has cool stuff. And he did an ad a couple months ago on the Pinac for that Conid with the orange finials, like the demonstrator barrel and the ends were orange. And I've been dreaming about that pen ever since. So I bought that one too. <laughs> so I was like, well, if I'm spending $25 on the Kaveco, I might as well drop three bills on the Conid, right? That makes sense, right? That's how you do it. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, I mean that's that's what you do. That's how that's how these things work. It's like I bought the Kaveco and I threw in a Conan for good measure. It wasn't the other way around. So mm. the it's it's silly that the the twenty five dollar pin was the uh, the jumping off point to make me commit to the three hundred dollar pin that I've been fawning over for a while and could never decide on. So I got that one coming. <laughs> so we'll be we'll be talking about that one more uh, once I get it. Um, you know, it should only take like a week or two. Frank's shipping's pretty fast. So yeah, I, I did I did just go with the steel nib on the Conan. You can get titanium nibs on that. I was I didn't like my last Conan titanium nib, so I'm gonna try steel. We'll see. We can go from there. Well, um, but the the pen itself is just mm, it's crazy. I should mark the occasion when it arrives, though, shouldn't I? Yes, most definitely. There's only one way to do that, actually, it turns <laughs> out. This this is a really cool Kickstarter campaign from CWNT. Um mm-hmm. and it's it's it really it's I love this. It's called The Time Since Launched. And it is a single use count up clock. So mm-hmm. it comes in this tube. I was thinking, it looks like an explosive device. Like it's a little sketchy looking. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> like you, I don't know how they're gonna ship these, right? Like mm-hmm. I'm really intrigued to see if these With things a lot get of through like international customs. Because mm-hmm. it is a glass tube with a kind of sketchy clock in it, right? You get like the you get to see like the circuit board of the clock and these two LCDs, and it has a pin on it. And when you pull out right. the pin, the clock starts counting up. But that's also right. very bomb like. But anyway, <laughs> this this is like it's a cool little idea that they've obviously had and they put it into production, you know. And it is a beautiful kind of design object in a way, like and an art mm-hmm. piece because it's you know, you pull out this pin and it starts counting up and the idea being that you would want to maybe mark an important moment in time. Um, And they've kind of, they say they've built it to last for 2,738 years. So Mm. it's no joke, this thing, right? You, This is a thing you will have for the rest of your life and it will be like, oh, it was this amount of time since we did this. I love this project, but I haven't backed it. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I have no idea what I would use it for. The two things I would want to use it for, I can't do. So mm-hmm. like, I sent this to Stephen and he agreed. Like something he wanted to do, we would have pulled the pin when Relay FM was founded. Right. Or I would pull the pin at the moment that me and Adina get married. But this mm-hmm. thing doesn't ship until ne- next year. So right. my feeling is... I will probably buy one of these one day. I'm assuming assuming that they keep it around, but I wouldn't want to buy this and then just sit and wait for it because it could possibly it would probably be years before I would actually pull the pin. And maybe that's part of it, right? Like maybe that's part of what makes it art in a way, right? That it's like it right. sits and waits yes. for you until that moment. But I would I know what I'm like, right? Like you know, I have <laughs> I have like a bad habit of I don't know like. You know, if you like, you fall over and you get like a scab, you know, like I'm bad with those, right? Like I can't leave them alone, that kind of thing, right? Or so I I know that like I would just, it would just be there and one day I would just go over and just pull it a little bit and then the pin comes out and then it's like counting from the day that I made a dumb mistake. Yeah, yeah. So for those of you who are new to the show, um, CW and T are good friends of the podcast, good friends of mine, Sayway and Taylor. 
um, out of New York. They're wonderful designers and they make my favorite pen, the pen type B, which I alluded to before. So that's how I got to be friends with them from their first Kickstarter years and years and years ago when they were making a barrel for a high tech C. And they've never been like directly in the pen business. They're more in the invention business and they always come out with new and weird stuff. And I heard about this last year sometime. I think it was on a different podcast that they were on. I, I follow them pretty closely and um you know, because I, I always want to know what they, they're up to, even if it's non-stationary related. And when I was doing these show notes last night, I hadn't put this in the doc yet. And I went back this morning. And I was like, I'm going to add this into the show document. And I was shocked to see that you had added it there because it's not stationary related per se. But CW and T are such great stationary makers, great pen makers. And actually, they're great designers. Good friends. They're, they're great they're incredible they're great people. Um, I thought this was a cool thing to talk about because I agree with you. I think pretty much a hundred percent what you said without going back and listening to it. I love this. I love the idea of it. I love the technical aspects of it and I won't back it because I don't have any time to pull the pin. It would just show up and I'd go pop and that thing would I don't be want it run- sitting around. <laughs> be I, I, can't, I can't have it sitting around, right? Because yeah. I would pull it. I would definitely pull it. But this yeah, is it's, it's totally not like, a thing that if this was available to buy right now, I would be buying one. So, like, as soon as we get married, somebody hands it to me and I pull it out. It's perfect. Right. right? It's like it's ceremony. But, yeah. I mean, this isn't on them. This is not their fault that no, I no, can't no, no, get no. it for the time I want it. <laughs> and, and I actually agree with them. You know, they've had a lot of questions like, can we, can we set it back to another time? I agree with them that no, that they're not going to yeah. build a way for that to happen. Like, it well, that's is, the art of it. Yeah, it, the art, it reduces the whole point of having it if you can set it for four years and then pull the pin. Like, it, that doesn't, it's yep. no, it, that's bad. Yep, yep. So like, I love it. I, I, I think don't it's a plan great on... project. I hope, I hope they continue selling it so, like, you know, I, I can think about maybe buying it when, <laughs> when we have our first kid or something, you know? Exactly. That's what I was going to say is, like, I'm not going to have another kid. I'm not going to get married again. I've... I'm not going to start the pen addict business again. Like mm-hmm. those are like the big things that have happened in my life. You know, the, the, the next big one, you know, I, I don't know what it would be. So it's like, I, I don't know, but it's cool. I love it. I, I wanted to talk about it just because I'm a big fan of what CWNT does. And uh, I thought it was really cool. Um, I saw via our friend Thomas Hall. Tom, Thomas does a great job <laughs> for me when he finds something cool. He sends it to me. I really appreciate his work because he has a 100% batting average uh, on this one. <laughs> Every single time he sends me something, it's always something I like. Uh, and this is the Pelican M815 Metal Stripe Special Edition. It is a... Uh, what is it? M8... What do they call it? 815? Is that is it M815? That, that so sounds bad. So this one is 815. And uh, it's... I don't know their full classification system. Like but the so eight. Much. The eight is the size. The mm-hmm. five is the trim. Either it would be a zero mm-hmm. for gold trim, five for the silver road. I had trim. no idea. And then, I, actually, I like it more now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have this weird then, system. <laughs> so the, the the middle digit. I I mean, I guess the one is for metal inserts. I, I don't sure. know because the only thing I ever have is zeros. So. All right, so I'm on board again because I just mm-hmm. thought that they randomly picked these, but that Pelican no. numbering system is kind of incredible. How do you know that? Oh, from buying enough Pelicans to know, okay. <laughs> but I don't know the full the full details. I could get something wrong there, but I know the first and I know what the first and last digits mean. That's really cool. Uh, I'm, I found a thread in the Phantom Pen Network talking about this, mm-hmm. so I'm going to just put that in the show notes. There's like a lot of people gotcha. kind of breaking down what it means that's kind of cool so if you mm-hmm. want to find out more about mm-hmm. that you can but this is beautiful it's black uh, it's a black pen it's a souverain um and it is just has these little silver stripes that go up the body it's, that's wonderful wonderful what size what size is this it's the 805 size so it's the second largest which okay. is my favorite size that's what my ocean swirl is an eight mm. it's an 800 series so the the difference is it's those stripes aren't just for look. That's what the standard stripe barrels do and like they did the stress mon last year and the year before with the gray striping. These are actually physical metal stripes, I believe. Mm-hmm. And that's the difference in this one. And that's why Thomas I know sent this to us because he's been a big fan of anytime Pelican adds metal to their barrels. Damn. So like they did the metal 
they did the metal rings and they've done the metal stripes in smaller sizes before. uh, I want this really bad. It is palladium plated stripes of brass. Yeah. That is big boy stuff. The rings and the clips are palladium plated and the 18 karat gold nib is completely covered by rhodium in order to obtain the silver sheen. Boy, it's stunning. Oh boy, I want one of and these. And it's going f- to feel different. That's the kicker with these, right? Yeah. So on the Thomas gifted us each one of the dis- long-ago discontinued metal stripe pins with the blue barrel. It's a 200 series. Mm-hmm. I think it's a 215. And only because he loves them so much, he wanted other people to experience what the difference yep. the metal adds to the pin. And... I've never seen one in this size, so I wonder how it's going to feel. But I imagine yeah. it's going to feel awesome because the Pelicans are pretty light to begin with. Do you think you'll so get it's... your hands on one of these at some point, do you think? I don't know. I, it's so new. It doesn't even come out for, what, another month and a half. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 too early to say. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to buy one or order one. I don't know if I'll get a loaner to test out or see. I would be anxious to see what the weight's like. I imagine it's going to – I mean, everything – pelican makes is so finely engineered i fully expect this to be just a great feel and a wonderful writer aside from looking stunning i mean it's it's amazing looking mm-hmm. yeah man <laughs> i love this i i it's too expensive for me to just buy it's like msrp is 850 um and mm-hmm. you can get it at different prices in different places right so like the nib smith where i'm looking at it go for 680 which is Okay, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to drop sure. $680 on this because I don't have a Pelican in this size and I have no idea what the weight's going to feel like. So, yeah. you know, this is something that maybe one day I will pick this up right. at a pen show and it'll enter my life because I only have one Pelican, which is the one that mm-hmm. Thomas gave to us or gave to me. Mm-hmm. It's the only, only Pelican match. that I have. Um, so, yeah, it would be, but uh, it's, too, it's, too much, it's too much money. It's too much money to just... Yeah. For a pen that I really don't understand, you know, um, right, right? Kind of size and weight it, and stuff like that. But beautiful. This one will oh sell. Gosh. This one will sell well because all of their metal stripe pens, I think I mentioned before, are always very much sought after. And this is a limited edition, so I imagine this will. I mean, all their limited editions, you know, do really well. So it's not like I'm saying anything like crazy, but they they do such a good job. I mean, Pelican does a wonderful job. I I don't know what else to say. It's fascinating. I'll, I'll be anxious to try one. Uh, and see what it feels like, but it'll probably be DC before I can get my hands on one because if they're not out till the end of June, you know, I won't see one at Drum Ghouls. I won't see one at the Raleigh Pin Show two weeks after that. So it'll probably be DC before I get to test one out. And then I will let you know. Mm-hmm. Or just yeah. buy it for you. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause that, that would not be a gift. I'd be, I'd be there with my hand out. Although uh-huh. that could be your wedding, that could be your wedding present, which, you know. Don't don't get your hopes up. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, like, if you were gonna spend me spend that money on a wedding present, I would prefer the money for our honeymoon. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> don't get your hopes up. I can make that there, go buddy. a lot further in Hawaii, right? Then that pen's gonna I, get I, me. Yeah. I love you, but uh not in that way. Nah, nah. You're good. You're good. You're already spending enough money to come over. You're good. Oh, please, please, please. All right, so yeah, that pen's great. So I'll I'll be anxious to um to, to hear some feedback on this and mm. I fully expect it to be great. Alright, what else do we got? Is that it for new products? I Are think, we going to go some I Ask think, TPA? Yeah, I think let's knock out some Ask TPA. There's some really good questions I want to get to. But first, a word from our friends at Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. They will let you easily create a website for your next idea and with the ability to so simply grab a unique domain name, take advantage of and customize award-winning beautiful templates and so much more. They are the only one platform that can help you put whatever you want on the internet. If you want to have an online store to sell your amazing wares, Squarespace can do that. If you want to have a blog to share your incredible thoughts, Squarespace can do that. No matter what type of website you want to build, Squarespace has all of the tools that you're going to need. Everything's drag and drop, but super customizable it's all there if you need help doing something there's something you want to do and you're not sure about you get stuck they have an amazing award-winning 24 7 customer support team right there for you there's nothing to install with squarespace you don't have to patch or upgrade anything they've got you covered they've got your back squarespace plans start at just 12 dollars a month you can sign up for a trial today with no credit card required just go to squarespace.com 
slash penaddict. Then, when you decide to sign up, use the offer code penaddict to get yourself a wonderful 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and to show your support for this show. Once again, that's squarespace.com slash penaddict and the code penaddict to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. That's a good code, that Penatic code. I like to support those guys. I just built a website and used the code. I used the code Penatic at uh, checkout and got and got my discount. So yeah, what websites cool. are you building? Oh, did I say that out loud? Yeah. Oh. Hmm. 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 Having some fun, doing doing some things, feeling the flow. Interesting. <laughs> All right. So first, as TPA. Starts with an apology. I apologize, Nico, because I told you I was going to answer this, I don't know, two or three weeks ago, <laughs> and I keep forgetting. So I finally remembered to put this in the show notes. So the next question today comes from... <laughs> <laughs> and we're on to a dorkable. <laughs> so yeah, sorry about that, Nico. I said I want to answer this on the podcast because we get this question a lot, and I think it's an awesome question. So Nico met me at the Atlanta Pen Show. He purchased a knock lookout in the coffee amethyst colorway he said it was a pleasure meeting you and hope to again the knot case is amazing thank you nico and this is what inspired my question i <laughs> this love was the, the bribe this was the bribe that was required yeah yeah, yeah. say it's amazing <laughs> so, and you'll get it on the show <laughs> yeah if you yeah if you want to get your emails read just follow this mm-hmm. template mm-hmm. um i love the colors of my coffee amethyst case and i was wondering how you come up with colors for your products they are all interesting color combinations do you choose these colors yourself how do you decide on them do you have any inspiration stories on how you picked any of the color combinations? So I have kind of, I guess, two things to say about this. One is why we do it, um, which then leads into the how we do it. But the why we do it is goes back to when we started the company. There was no one making a good quality case that I thought looked cool that I wanted to use for my pens, right? I could get leather cases, brown and black, sometimes burgundy if they were fancy. Or I could get the nylon cases from Japan, which didn't le- didn't have the structure I wanted. So the idea behind just the company in general when we were going to, you know, plant our flag on colors was to do something like a backpack company would. And you can look at backpack companies, you know, like Topo or Rickshaw or Timbuktu, you know, where you can like build your colors and put all these things together. We weren't going to do custom stuff, but we wanted to put together cool colors, like make baby backpacks for your pens, right? That's essentially what we what what we were doing. So having colorful and unique pen cases was the start, you know, was one of the reasons why we started this company. So knowing that, then we get down to actually picking the colors. And that's all Jeff and I, my my partner in Knock, Jeff Brookwicky, who we sit down when it's time for colorways. We will sit down. We'll take a morning in the shop. We'll get out a huge stack of fabric samples. We'll get out zipper tape samples. We'll get out zipper pull samples. We'll get out thread samples. And we'll start with a general idea. Let's say we want to make a purple case. So is it going to be dark purple, light purple, somewhere in between? Is it going to be like radiant? Is it going to be deep? You know, and then we figure out what, you know, exterior, interior fabric we want to play off of. What's going to be the main color that's going to lead the conversation here? And then we start digging through other color samples to figure find out something that matches and not only matches is probably not something you would think of that would match like purple and yellow goes together great like that seems kind of obvious to us so we might do something different and we do basic colors too like we've done navy and gray i mean those are just good classic colors so we don't do only wild colors but we kind of mix and match the basic colors which, you know, your black exteriors, your gray exteriors, your more subdued, like, overall look and feel 
of colors with some wild stuff like our unicorn barfs and unicorn snots. You know, those are the things that are fun. So we kind of have a range of picking those out. And it's really just a matter of Jeff and I taking a morning, like about two months ago, we had to pick out our colors for the fall for holiday season and Christmas season to get them ordered. So we took one morning at the shop and came up with three brand new colorways. And it takes a while to like figure out all the details, but it's actually a shockingly little amount of time. We don't care about like trends or what's happening. We just care about what we think looks cool when we put it together and hopefully other people like it too. So that's kind of it. There's no science to it other than how Jeff and I feel. And I think we've been you know, pretty good at, at putting together good combos so far. So that's, that's pretty much it. You certainly have. So Um, that's a, that's a long way of saying we have three new colors coming in this fall, but there, so, but y'all don't have to ask me when, because it's going to be a long time. So for it's end of the end of the year type stuff. Next question comes from Adorkable. Uh, I've been listening for a while now and foxing with fountain pens for longer. Those days, these, sorry, these days I mostly have my carry set all taken care of. Fine dib decimos for bujo tasks, medium nib, excellent A's for journaling, and stub nibbed 580s for titles. I really like this setup, but my eyes and ears are always tuned into looking for something new whilst listening to the show. I can guess you are both much and much the same. So my question is, if we like what we have and it works really well, why do we keep looking? What exactly is there to gain beyond a lighter wallet? Thanks for your time. It's not about what there's to gain. That's not what this is. The thing is, no one is ever 100% happy with anything that they own. There's always like, oh, I love this thing, but I'd love it if it did this, or I'd love it if it looked like this, right? Like, I think it's very rare in our lives that we can get a thing that we are, like, perfectly happy with, and that chase for perfection or that chase for something that could, or the promise of could be better right, is the other part of it. Maybe you think it's like what you have is, is exactly right for you right now. There is the could be better. Oh, look at this new Twisby. That might be even better than the one I already love, right, which is another part of it, right? Like, oh, I love this one already. This is new. It must be better. That's what it is. It's not about like trying to necessarily like, oh, we're good. Why do we need to find anything more? It's because human beings their desires seem to be like tailored towards always wanting more or always wanting better. Does that it right? I yeah, I think so. For me it's a lot about transitioning as I learn more about things and learn more about what I like to use and what, you know, what works the best for me. Yeah, uh, yes, but why do you need this color sailor, right? Like it's, you know. Yeah, and this goes back to the the just the very most basic question is why do I need anything more than you know a yellow number two pencil it's well because like you're saying we have these desires to find things that fit our needs and fit our personalities and fit our styles but you know it's um I I do understand the sentiment this is more of a for me it's more of an enough thing as like do I have enough like, I don't want to have too much stuff. And I'm at that point right now, like, where I have too much stuff. So it starts to get uncomfortable for me when I have too much stuff. And like I just said, I bought, like, three more pins during this show. <laughs> and so it's like, why do you keep doing that? It's like, well, you know, I'm also in the business of it. Um, so I like to try different things and new things. And, you know, I'll sell other things that I don't really use. So I guess we, we keep looking because, like, I think, like you said, Mike, it, it is in our nature but I think what Adorkables always is also saying is like, is that a healthy thing? <laughs> and it may not be no, for some people. Like we talk not. about, I talk about, I pack, I talk about that all the time is like you, we talk about buying things and limited editions and FOMO and things like that. But you have to know yourself better than like anyone who you're listening to anyone whose opinion you're listening to. And you know, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to give opinions on products and maybe help you find the one thing where you, I, I would be, it would be awesome if you told me, Brad, you recommended this pen. It's the best pen I ever use. I never need to buy another pen. That would make me ecstatic. Like, you know, then I've done my job. Like you did great. You found the perfect thing and you don't need any more. That'd be an awesome place to be. Um, and then there's a group of us that just like love pens, right? I love fountain pens. And when someone makes a new thing, like Franklin Christoph makes some 
other shape or other color, I want to add that into my Franklin Christoph collection because I love the brand and I love the colors. It's just kind of like with any other hobby or with any other thing like you're into, you know, it's managing what you use versus what you need versus what you have to have versus what's required versus your budget. And so it's a very tough question to answer. But um, I, I would hope like in a dream world that we all had one pen and that was our favorite pen and that's all we used. But then that would be dis- disingenuous as well because my business that I run is around all the things, right? So it's it's a weird it's a weird conversation to have sometimes. You're in the buy more business, but we all are. You know, if you're selling mm-hmm. stuff, I'm in mm-hmm. the buy more of our sponsors business, right? Like it's mm-hmm. it's a thing. This is this is capitalism at its best and worst. I don't know. Like yeah, yeah. So I my I always I the only thing I concern myself is with is just making sure people are happy and stay within their budget, not getting themselves into like financial ruin because they have yep. to have the next latest and greatest. We have to that say really, this. We always have to say really this whenever me. whenever it comes up and it's really important. You never get yourself into debt over pens. God, no. You never do that. Never, ever, yep. ever do that. Yep. Yep. So, yeah. And just, you know. So, I, uh, I like I said, the dream world would everyone had that one pen, but then my... One of my core philosophies, if you will, is, you know, this is why we have more than one pen, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's not everyone has the same needs or assigns the same values to every single object. So, you know, it's it's a it's the great philosophical question. Um, We'll have to get our our favorite philosopher on there, uh, Mr. Mike Independence. So, yeah. So buy responsibly. And uh, love what you own. And if you don't, sell it and get rid of it and move on to the next thing. I don't know if we answered that question. Did we answer that question? I have no idea anymore, but I'm going to say yes. Uh, it's a tough next question. Next question comes from the real nib creep. Uh, what's your favorite Japanese ballpoint made out of metal? Think an alternative to the Parker Jota. This is a shockingly hard question. Hmm. Japan as a whole does not have many metal barreled ballpoint pens um you see that more in the american market or maybe at least i do because of the machine shop pen making thing that has kind of taken over so i actually had to think about this the first one came up real quick and it's the uniball Jetstream alpha gel so it's not a full metal barrel but it's a brass barrel with a rubber grip a really nice grip, actually. So that's one I use, but it's not like the Parker Jotter. You know, it's not like a full metal body, full metal to the touch pen. Um, and the other one I use, which I really love, but I use it very infrequently, um, and I don't know why. It's called the Pilot Ageless. I'd have the specific one. I would put a link into Jet Pens in the show notes. It's a fantastic pen. Mine is the one I saw. I had to order from Japan. I I wanted it so much. It's a black metal, like a brushed matte black with a wood walnut wood grip section. It's pretty amazing. But those are kind of your answers for Japanese metal pens. I wonder if we're going to start seeing Uniball do more with the Parker Jetstream refill that they've made. Like, I wonder if we're going to start seeing... Like right. a Parker Jotter style that fits that Jetstream body and do some more like $20 metal barrel pins. There's just not a lot of options for that right now out of yeah. the Japanese market that I've seen. Let me tell you, I've never seen this Pilot Ageless before. Mm-hmm. That is mm-hmm. a really cool looking pen. Yeah, they're expensive and the refills are actually hard to find. So there's a lot of negatives to that pen other than it looks really cool. It looks like a like, spaceship. Yeah. So I have one of those, and it took me years to pull the trigger on it just because I didn't think it was the value. Then I find a found, kind of found the one that spoke to me, and I I haven't seen it for years. I, I like I said, I had to get it. I don't know if I bought it through eBay or I went through some some very not normal channels to get mm. the one that I have. I have it in my Instagram feed. I went and looked to see if I reviewed it. I haven't, and I'll have to dig it up on my Instagram feed. It's it's probably a couple years back in the feed, but uh, it's. It's really, really cool. So, 
I don't have any recommend recommendations other than that. That's because it's a that's a really good question. So I, I I will keep my eyes peeled, and I'll be interested to see if Uniball is going to do something with this new refill that they made. So we'll see. All right, what do we got next? Uh, we have Jeff Sandstrom, new podcast listener. Sorry if already answered. That's okay. All of our questions have. Uh, a lot of the questions have been asked before, and we like talking to new listeners about new questions that they have. I'll be attending the Triangle Pin Show in Raleigh at the end of May, and it's my first show. Any tips for first-time pin show attendees? Should I bring a bunch of cash? Is credit card okay? Thanks. So I will be there as well, Jeff, so be sure to come say hi. I'll be at the knock booth with both of my kids, so uh, come say some, come say hi to us there, and I can help you out with anything you need at the show, any questions you have. But a couple of things that I always reiterate when we get asked, asked this question is, one, take it slow. You will have a tendency to get overwhelmed. Even on a smaller show like Raleigh, it's still bigger than any other thing you've been to for like pens and paper. And even just a single table with the quantities of things that they have laid out in front of you can be overwhelming. Take it slow, breathe, drink lots of water, bring snacks, stop for lunch, do anything you can to not just go buzzsaw crazy through the entire show. Uh, because it is even though you say it and you try to do it, you end up getting overwhelmed. It's like, let me look at the next thing. Let me look at the next thing. Do I need to buy this? You know, what should I do? Go slow. Breathe. Secondly, the, the cash or credit card question. Most vendors now are taking credit cards. There will still be some cash-only transactions. Most of the time, you'll be covered. I'd bring a mix of both. You know, make sure you have cash, but a lot of times, credit card's going to be okay. Um, I do, when I meet first-time pin show goers at a show, I always tell them I'm open to, like, any buying questions they have. Like, if they have a question about a pin and, and they're wondering about the price, um, feel free to come talk to me about it. Like, I'm glad to take the time to help make you more comfortable with any purchasing decisions you have. I know those don't come lightly, whether it's a $10 pen or a $1,000 pen. You know, it, it, it doesn't matter. So, you know, come to me with questions. I'm glad to help. And talk to the vendors. Like, they're more than willing to answer any questions you may have. Like, they love what they do. That's why they travel around the country and go to these shows. They will gladly answer even what you think is like the most simple basic question they're used to answering that and they just want to help you find what's going to work for you so take it slow take it easy ask questions come holler at me if you get in a bind and uh, have fun you know and talk to people so it's great and our last question today comes from atp colors Brad mentioned last time how the crazy fine platinum UEF nibs, like how crazy fine that they are, uh, but my platinum UEF is about the same size as my Pilot EF nib. My choice of paper or ink affects the line width more strongly than my choice of these nibs. Is that your experience as well? That paper or ink can affect the line width maybe more than the actual nib can? Yep. I mean, and that's the one thing we don't mention about is what what do they call like the, the trifecta, like the, the triangle of things that you know, everything has to be made on. You have to have, it's the nib, ink, and paper all determine how the pen's going to write. In general, any Platinum UEF I've ever used has always been noticeably finer than a Pilot EF. Now, I say that knowing that Mike could have a different experience than me because he used a different ink and a different paper. So that will absolutely affect your experience you know, if you're using like a coated paper like Rhodia, man, you can get some crazy fine lines because there's no bleed. The ink's not going into the paper at all, and your line will be super fine. Add in a dry ink to that, it's going to be, you know, it's going to look wispy, you know, with a UEF nib, even compared to a Pilot EF nib. So I think the UEF nib is clearly finer than a Pilot EF on a neutral playing field, if you will, you know. So the ink and paper absolutely make a difference. So that's always a good thing to point out. Say, you know, if you're wondering about a nib, you know, talk about what ink and what paper you use. And that does narrow things down because it can change. You know, if you change any one of those three things, you know, your writing experience is liable to change. And then mix in a fourth thing, which is your writing style, how you hold the pen, 
what type of pressure you use. So yes, it's it's a very specific particular thing, which is uh, which is good to talk about from time to time. And always, you know, I like to re- remember, you know, what to to ask people like what ink and paper they're using. Sometimes when they talk about writing, and I sometimes forget even. And those are equally as important as uh, what nib you've picked out. So yeah, great question. All right, that wraps it up for today. Um, if you have a question that you would like to ask us in a future episode, just send a tweet with the hashtag AskTPA and they go into a document. Or if you're in the Pen Addict Slack, you can just uh, ask them. Do they just ask them straight to you, Brad? Is that usually how that happens? Yeah, and I miss a lot of those because they roll off the screen. So I prefer um, Twitter for ask the hashtag AskTPA. Yeah, it is better. Like if you can, if you can, if you're on Twitter and you can fit it into a tweet, that's the best way. Um, because they go into a spreadsheet, so we don't even need to look for them. They just go into a spreadsheet, and we pick them up when we're done. Yep. Um, or know, email. I would rather I would rather email right. than Slack, just because Slack's for like a live conversation. Mm-hmm. Like I don't like following up on old questions is almost impossible in Slack. So you can also you can get uh, emails at hello at penaddict.com? Yes. All right, you can go to penaddict.com to find Brad's work, and go to knock.co for his pen cases. He is dowdyism on Twitter. Um, he's pen addict on instagram i am i mike i m y k e uh thanks again to squarespace and joe para talks with you for their support of this week's episode and we'll be back next time until then say goodbye brad goodbye brad pip pip cheerio